Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. So we're making our way through the book of Ephesians, written by the Apostle Paul, and it's starting in verse 1, it says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, I'm a prisoner by Christ for you. I want to bring a message to you. This message isn't just for the elect. This isn't just for the Jews. This isn't just for, this is for everybody. The message that I have for you is a message that's for everybody. Uh, If indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of, of God, which is given to me for you, how that by revelation, he made known to me the mystery, which is, uh, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. The gospel is the good news that we are all accepted, that we're all welcomed in, that what Christ did on the cross, what God did in sending his son, was for all mankind. That it's God's will that none should perish, but all should. I, I want you to know, I need you to know, again, this isn't for an elect few. Wow. My message, my message of adoption, my message of sanctification, my message of empowerment, my message of love, it's for everybody. Right. Yeah. That it's not just for us. There's somebody, there's a Gentile in your world, there's somebody apart from God, there's somebody right now in your world that needs to hear the good news, the gospel that they are loved, that they are accepted, that they are empowered, that God is for them and not against them. Amen? Amen. Of which I became a minister according to the gift of grace of God, which has been given to me uh, by the effective working power, at work of his power. To me, who am less than the least of the saints. What I love about Paul, he was always self-effacing. Even though he was the apostle Paul, chosen by God, positioned, he was like, I'm the least. I'm the worst sinner. I'm, you know, we don't have to be perfect to be effective for God. Because yeah. it says, by the grace of his power, there is a word that God wants to put in your mouth that he wants you to release to somebody else because it's powerful and it holds life and it holds freedom and it holds the breakthrough that God wants each of us to enter into. Amen? that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of this mystery, which is which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden by God who created all things through Christ Jesus to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God may be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. I know I'm reading a lot here, but I, it, I, I want it to come alive to us today. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ our Lord Jesus, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Can I encourage you? Be bold. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Because you're in Christ, I want you to rise in boldness in life. I want you to look at life and say, I am an overcomer. I do live in victory because of Jesus Christ, because of his empowerment. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can live victorious in in life. I can overcome. I can get beyond. I can break through, not in my own strength, but because of his great love and power. You have access. You can go directly to Jesus. The Bible says there's only one mediator. There's only one. you, You can go to Jesus. 
You can speak to him. You can call on him. You can cry out to him. There is access for you. And then he goes on to say, Therefore I ask that you do not lose heart of my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this reason I bow my knee to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, uh, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glories, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of God which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. This is verse 21. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is working us, him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. Amen. Can I encourage you, there is a power at work. It says in Ephesians 1.19 that the same power that God worked in Jesus Christ when he raised him from the dead is at work in you. Amen. So when the enemy comes in to lie, to steal, to come in like a flood and, and swamp your life, you can remind him that there is a power on the inside, a death-defying power, a supernatural power, an eternal power that is at work on the inside of you, that you're going to rise every time, that you are going to overcome, that you are going to get beyond because he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could. And Paul wanted them to know. There is nothing that can take you out in life. If you've entered into this relationship, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, if you're walking in faith, there is a power available to you that overcomes everything. Amen? So as, as we've been making our way through Ephesians, we've realized that in, in, in the first chapter, we see God's plan. And he reveals his plan to us that we're, we're chosen, we're accepted, we're, we're adopted, and we're blessed with every spiritual blessing. So, so that's what he's showing to us in the very beginning. You are blessed with every single thing you need for this life. For what you face, for what you're called to, for what you want to do and achieve. You, God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. I love that. That's, that's unbelievable. But in the, in, in the second part, half of chapter 1, Paul prays that we would understand this. We would understand that we have been graced, that we have been blessed, that we have been empowered. In chapter 2, we saw that, that sins separate us from God, but grace and repentance reunite us with God. And it's not for a select few, it's for all. Uh, and then in the second half, we see that religion separates people. So sin separated us from God, but religion separates us from people. It was us and them. He said, there is no, in me, there is no us and them. In me, there is only grace. There is only mercy. There is only forgiveness. There is only love. There is, that we are all the same. I love what Vincent said. It's not about ethnicity. It's not about language. It's not about where I come from or where I'm going. It's we are. Yeah. We can be Christ in the earth. We can represent God and be a reflection of his goodness and his mercy and love to all people. But here in, in chapter three, we see Paul's prayer for perspective that again would understand what we now have and how we can live through Christ. I, I want to remind us here today, Melissa was talking about the fact, have you made me number one? And so I go, yeah, I did, but now I'm living in myself or for myself and I'm living through my intellect and my wisdom and my strength and what I know to do. And he says, no, but I want, I want to be number one. Yeah. I want you to do life in me. And so often we can't worship and praise and pray and get generous and do it. And then we extricate ourselves and now it's Monday. Yeah. That was Sunday. But now he, now I'm doing life. 
No, no, no. God wants you to do life in Him. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He wants to lead you and guide you. And that's what Jeremiah 29 says. I know the plans I have for you, but those plans aren't just for Sunday. They're for every day. They're for every hour, every minute of every day of your life. God has plans for your life to bless you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. They're always found in Him. So the first half of Ephesians is about our beliefs. What, what, what do we believe? Do we believe we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing? Do we believe we're called? Do we believe we're sanctified? The second half, which we're going to get into next week, is about our behaviours. Do we live out what we believe? Will we accept and then live out, live through, live in Christ and what he has for us? So it's about beliefs and behaviours. So that all being said, this morning I want to talk about breaking through. I think that the Apostle Paul through the book of Ephesians is showing us you can live a life of breakthrough. You can live in breakthrough because of God, because of his goodness, because of his promises. If you take a hold of them and apply them to your life, you can live in breakthrough. Uh, you know, breaking through because of Jesus, getting beyond limitations, frustrations, ceilings in our lives. Because I, I honestly believe that Ephesians highlights for us the fact that we are accepted, we are adopted, we are empowered to live a new life in Christ. And that's what the word says. If anybody's in Christ, they're a new creation. I don't want to live like I've always lived. I want to live a new life under his blessing, covered by and shadowed by the hand and favour of God. And I love what it says in 1 Corinthians 15. It says, thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. So why are we trying to do life in our own strength and life in our own ways? God's ways are better. He gives us the victory. Psalm 118 says, this is the day the Lord has made. If he made today, he understands today. It's challenges, it's, it's highlights, it's struggles. It's, it, God knows today and he knows what you need to get you through. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad. We'll find joy in the situation we're in. And if we're honest, we all want breakthrough in life. Some area, some situation, we want things to change. Our weight, our relationships, our finances, our kids, addictions we may have, health, sanity. We all want some level of breakthrough. And, and, and if we're honest, we're probably unsatisfied in some area. Or we can have all these good things going on, but there's, there's one area that's niggling. God wants to lead us into victory and breakthrough. But I want to suggest that breakthrough isn't a moment, it's a journey. A journey with God through a series of processes. And I want the breakthrough, I just don't want the journey. And I don't want to go through the process of getting to the breakthrough. I just want God, throw it in my lap. You're God, you're sovereign, you can do it. You know you can. He goes, yeah, but I want to make you not just give you what you want. I want to make you bigger. I want to make you stronger. If you'll accept all these things I promise to you, every spiritual blessing, and walk through the process, you'll enter into a bigger life. And Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters, and he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. 
your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This to me looks like a, a journey through process. It's good. That leads to standing in the presence of God. Yea, though I walk through. Can I encourage you here this morning? Keep walking through. If you want to get to those plans and purposes, that destination that you know God has promised you, keep walking. Put one foot in front of the other. Keep walking. Life in Christ is actually simple. Very simple, and we overcomplicate it. But if you believe, if you live in faith, put your trust in Jesus Christ, put one foot in front of the other, he will lead you. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And... Uh, and I love it because that God empowers us to live victoriously, but we need to participate in the process. Yeah. And we don't we're not always willing participants. <laughs> you know, we're Melissa, God loves a cheerful giver. Well, I'm giving. I said, nobody wants a cheerful giver. Because okay. he just wants that switch to be flipped where you go, I get to, I don't have to. And that's life is a gift. What we have and what we experience, not everybody has, but we've been gifted and graced and accepted and stepped into the goodness of God. So now why reluctantly challenge every step of the process? Why not just go, I'm relenting? The Bible says he who would find his life must first lose it or lay it down. There's another scripture that says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains but a single seed. But God wants us to die to self so we can rise in him so that we can be blessed with every spiritual blessing and live a bigger life of abundance. Amen? I know I'm not really in Ephesians, but I'm going to bring it back to Ephesians. In Acts 14, it says this, starting verse 8, And in Lystra, a certain man without strength, strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb. He had never walked. The man heard Paul speaking, and Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leapt and walked. Now, when the people saw what Paul had done, they raised their voices, saying in the Lyconian language, the, God, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. What a day. The day you went into breakthrough. This man was lame in his feet, had no strength in his legs or ankles from birth, and now he's healed. I like this passage of scripture for a few reasons. It's vague yet descriptive. It tells us something about the situation, but not all things. It says, in a certain place, there was a certain man postured in a certain way who had a specific condition for a certain time. That could be all right. We all have certain conditions that we've had for certain periods of time and we find ourselves in certain areas or ways. And this, this man was described as having a condition from birth. Have you ever felt like that? You've had a condition for so long, an insecurity, an anxiety, a guilt that you carry, fear, a terrors, that you've had it for so long that you almost forget that it's what you have, not who you are. See, this man was made whole in a moment. His condition wasn't who he was. And God wants to do the same thing for us. And let me tell you that your condition you're facing is not who you are. That, that we can enter into breakthrough, that we can let go of things 
if we accept what God has for us and walk in his ways. And what I love here and what I find interesting is that he heard Paul speaking. Well, of course he did. Of course he heard Paul. So if he was within 20 feet of Paul, he would have heard him speaking. But there's a difference between listening and hearing. Because I'm here right now speaking. But even though you can hear me speak, some of you may not be listening to what I'm saying. And I think that's all of us in life. That we hear things, but we don't always hear it. We just listen to it, and then it comes in one ear and out the other. Did your teachers ever say that to you at school? Yep. You're not listening. Anyway, another story for another time. Life is big, and it's messy, and it's rough, and it's there's a lot of noise. And I think staying in Christ and being in faith is, is having an ability to block out the noise, to desensitize to the white noise and, and to get ourselves sensitive to the voice of God. And, and there's so many distractions and opinions and options that sometimes we miss the voices that are so valuable to us, the ones that bring life, the one that brings direction, the ones that create and make who we're meant to be. And... I'm here preaching to you, and it's good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> good job, Christian. Yeah. But some of you might be like, oh, I wonder how many likes I got on that last post. <laughs> I, I, I know that Jesus loves me. I know I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing. I wonder if I'm, oh, I wonder if I've got 50 on this one. <laughs> Think about Facebook. I wonder who's posted. I wonder what's happening out there. I wonder if there's an update about what's going on in America. I wonder if, who's going to win the game this afternoon? <laughs> Who's, you know, like what time is it? Oh, shit, is it? I hope he doesn't preach long. It's, it's, it's on in 15 minutes. Why? Oh, there's those bills to be paid. Jesus loves you. He's for you. You can live victoriously. Oh, that water bill came in last week. That was bigger than I thought it was. Oh, no, I've got to drop the car off tomorrow morning at 7 for service. It's, there's so much noise. There's so much that we have to be able to block out and quieten and silence the voices that aren't important to us because people are saying things to us but we're just not hearing it. our parents tell us stuff our pastors tell us stuff our partners tell us stuff but what i love here is he was listening the thing that led to breakthrough that he's listening can i encourage you this morning that god's speaking that if you need to enter into breakthrough in a certain area of your life just still yourself and start to listen don't just, you see, because I, I read the Bible every day and I, I listen to podcasts and I listen to the Bible, you know, playing through my car as I'm driving to work. But I can I can travel for 20 minutes, hear a whole lot of stuff and not retain any of it. Because I wasn't really attentive to what I was, I was, I had to get through today's reading program. I'm doing the Bible in a year. And if I don't, if I don't, if I've got to catch up, then it's instead of 15 minutes, they say, then it's 20 minutes, then it's, then it's 30, then it's an hour. Now I'm way behind. And then now I have to cheat and say that I did it, and, and I didn't really do it, so I didn't really do the Bible in a year, I did part of the Bible in a year, but there's times just to slow, because I make, I make time for whatever I feel is important in life. Whatever, I, whatever I'm really am passionate about, I'll prioritise. But what, what about if we were to say, you know what, God, you are my passion. You are my all. I receive, I position myself to receive every spiritual blessing. If you're if you're pouring it out, yeah. if you've withheld nothing, God, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push back on anything. I'm gonna receive, I'm gonna be that sponge. The way we become a sponge that receives all that God has for us is just to still ourselves, 
position ourselves and block out the white noise so that he can actually speak truth to our souls, that he can release peace to our spirits. Amen? He was listening. As we continue to make our way through the book of Ephesians over the next few weeks, I really want to encourage you to listen to what the Apostle Paul is saying. So we're encouraging you each to read, reread the chapter we've read, reread or read the chapter we're going to, but I want to encourage you, because this unnamed man was listening to Paul, and Paul in this context represents the voice of God, the Word of God. Uh, and, and if I know anything, it's that Jesus said, He who has near let him hear what the Spirit is saying. That things are revealed to us by word, but also by the Spirit. And, and why did he need to say that? He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit saying. Because so often we don't. We don't listen to or position ourselves to hear from the Spirit of God. But as a Christ follower, as somebody that believes in Jesus, should we not then go, okay, God, speak to me. I'm following you. Where are you following to if you're not listening to him? Where are you being led if you're not, it's, it's, no, you're doing your own life, wanting the blessings. But he's saying, my way is better. So if you'll listen to me, I'll lead you in my ways, which will take you to a better outcome and get you to that place of victory and breakthrough that you so desire. What I love about this guy also is that he didn't let his condition or length of time that he'd had it shut him down from listening to God. Have you ever got frustrated? and ticked and felt like, God, you should have done it by now. What the heck, God? I'm 48. I thought I'd be in breakthrough. I thought, he's like, just keep walking the journey. I'm, I'm working on you as, as long as you keep walking. But God, it's been three years and I've been praying for this and I haven't seen it. He goes, yeah, but I'm working on you. I love Caleb. We were talking earlier in that. I said, what are you doing, mate? He said, I'm working on me. I thought, man, how awesome is that? I'm, I'm making active, great choices in my life to better myself, my mental health, my physical health. I'm working on my, And you know what? In doing that, God then works on him. There's a scripture that says God works for those that wait for him. Isaiah 61, God works for But I, but I, I love that response. Yeah. I'm working on me. And, and you've had a tough life, man. You've had a big life. And you've made some bad decisions in life, which I'm aware of, you're aware of. And now you're making cracking decisions and your life looks better and better and better. This morning when I saw it, I thought I've never seen it look so good. Healthy and clear and, and just alive. And that's what God wants for all of us. To be healthy, clear and alive. To be filled with his spirit. To be filled with joy and purpose and passion for the future. Amen. And what I love here is it says you trip up, there's a saying that you travel in life in the direction of your dominant thoughts. I've said that many times before. But what we focus on, listen to, and think about the most is the direction that our life will take. So can I encourage you to think on the things of God? There, there is a, this illustration that what studies done in America have shown that a common factor with every serial killer on death row was that they were all addicted to pornography. What they were focused on contributed to the direction of their lives. What we focus on is important. Yeah. What we focus on and are consumed by will direct our lives. Yeah. And Philippians 4 and 8 says this, Dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Yeah. Can I encourage you to... to Discipline your minds to only go to the positive, 
to only think about the pure, to only go to what is good and right and pleasing in the sight of God. Amen? First thing he was listening. The second thing is this. Um, he did something with what he heard. Can I encourage us this morning? Faith is active, not static. This is faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not. Faith is active. We have to do something with the faith that we have to receive the blessings, the, the, the breakthrough, the everything that God has for us. Amen. Um, he didn't just hear Paul uh, and, and get on what he was doing. He heard Paul and then allowed himself to be moved and, and, and taken. And it says that Paul could see his faith. And, and I love that. Paul could, he noticed that he had faith. And I want to encourage us here this morning that what's preached here every week isn't for your entertainment. It's for your enlightenment. Because it says all scripture is God-breathed and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness. The man or woman of God will be thoroughly equipped. When we come to the house of God, when we go to a place of worship, it's not for entertainment. It's that we can come spiritually alive, that we can receive revelation from heaven. And God wants his, his word to become revelation too. Um, you know, the Bible teaches that there is the Logos, which is the written word of God, and Rhema, which is a spoken word of God. And both will help develop, grow, and strengthen you if you walk in them as a believer. Amen. And I want to encourage you, allow not only the word of God to speak to you, but allow others to speak to you. Let, let men and women of God, let prophets come and bring the word of God to you that you can be grown and matured in your faith. I love what Jude says, stir yourself in your most holy faith. The Bible says that David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. You know, the scriptures say that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Matthew 4 says, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. I want to encourage you as we make our way through Ephesians that now to him who is able, that we would consume the word of God, we would meditate on the word, we would chew on the word of God, that that power would be made available to us because we believe and we give him the glory. Yeah. And, and I'm convinced, I've said this many times, that the power of God active in our lives is proportional to his praise on our lips. To the level we can praise despite our circumstance, to the level we can give glory despite what we're challenged by, is it determines the level of power available to each of us. Because I just think that, that we short-circuit what God wants to do in our lives by going to fear and doubt. But if we just got the Word of God in our mouths and we say, now to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, take him, I give Him the glory. God, I'm giving you the glory. I'm giving you the glory in my finances. I'm giving you the glory in my relationship. I'm giving you the glory in my health. It doesn't look good. I've, I've had certain reports, but I'm giving you the glory. And watch what God will do in turning around our situations and circumstances. And let me say this, and maybe the team could come. The third thing I noticed in this story is because he was listening and doing something with what he heard, he got to hear more. Because he was listening and then actively responding to what he had heard, he got to hear more. And so often I think we're going like, God, where are you? I can't hear your voice. But the better question might be, were you obedient to the last thing he asked of you? Did you do what he asked you to do the last time he spoke to you? Because when we shut down the word of God, the Logos, or a word from God, we don't get to hear what follows. We, we, we shut that conversation. We stop that flow of relationship. But when we listen to God, 
we empower him to move in our worlds. I want to encourage you this week to listen to God. Whether that's in worship, whether that's in prayer, whether that's laying on your bed, whether that's walking a beach, set time aside to listen to God so that you can receive every spiritual blessing that he has for you. So that you can deal with all hindrances in your life that are blocking what God wants to do in your world. Because we all have them. We all have blockages in our lives, whether it's mindsets or it's attitudes or it's worldviews or it's how we were raised or it's the trauma I went through or it's the... We all have blockages that God wants to remove so we can enter into peace and joy. What did Jesus say? He said, my peace I give you. Not as the world does, temporal. I'm going to give you peace that's eternal. Peace that can't be taken. Peace that can't be shaken. I'm going to do something in your world that nobody else can do, but you've got to get it from me. You've got to be in me. You've got to make a choice. Church, you know where it says in, in one of the books of the Bible, it's a really good book, <laughs> Hebrews 6. Let us move on from the elementary teachings. Let us let us move on from repenting from sins and laying again the foundation of faith and let us move on to maturity. I see a church maturing. I see a church waiting on God. I see a church empowered of heaven that can't be shaken and can't be shifted and can't be taken off course despite world circumstances, despite social norms, despite a changing economic system, anything else. A church rising in strength. The Bible says, in the last days, the house of the Lord will come chief among the mountains. And I see the Spirit of God. When, when we started to play that second song this morning and George started leading us, in, I just felt the Holy Spirit come into this room. And I felt like God said, I'm going to shift things in people's worlds. If people will step into me, if people will rely on me and live just for me, I'm going to shift things in their world so that they can experience every spiritual blessing, that they can see my goodness go before them, that they can receive. You know, the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes to us from our Father in heaven. It says that he's not withholding, he's not withdrawing, but he's pouring out lavishly upon his kids. And the Bible says if you lack anything in James, come to him and ask and it will be given to you liberally and without reproach, but come in faith. So I want to encourage us to stand this morning because I want to pray a blessing over us. I had, I had more, but I feel like my thoughts are going everywhere, so I'm not going to go there. I pray that the Word of God would come alive in your life. I pray that you would see God as He truly is. That you would receive every spiritual blessing that He is lavishing upon you. And that it wouldn't be filtered through emotions or circumstance or anything, but you would receive it purely to your soul. And that it would change and shift your life eternally. Would you just lift your hands, close your eyes. Father, we love you. Thank you for your Word. Thank you, Father, that you sent your apostles and your disciples to spread the good news of the gospel, which is that you are loved and we are loved. Father, I pray the blessing of heaven over every single life that stands before me today, those that couldn't make it this morning, those that are on holidays, Father, those that are challenged this morning. Father, I pray breakthrough and joy and peace in you. And God, I pray this week we would find ourselves in you more than we find ourselves in the world. That we would find peace and comfort in your word more than anybody else. That we wouldn't rely on self, we wouldn't rely on income, we wouldn't rely on any other thing, God, but we would be solely focused on you and that you would lead us 
in your ways. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.